hustle The cross is struggle We're lost The bubble has popped in trouble We are if we don't tell them He's trying to get close to you But look at you so emotional The streets, the hustle The cross, the struggle We lost, the bubble has popped in trouble We are if we don't tell them He's trying to get close to you uh. Yeah, yeah, Bigger than races and places they call it safe spaces. My face is evasive, I'm facing it as they make cases and take bases. Like, I don't really need a home. Run young, you're done. Your tongue is seen as a gun. If you're claiming there's one truth, then you're violating theirs and dilated stairs. Start peeking through the scopes. And these snipes been hunting for necks before blades. So, Strack's going Logan, and that'll be four blades. Plus two to cut through the lies you're stuck to. Yellow belly guppies, yeah. I'm aiming to gut you Modern day Play-Dohs Kicking mockeries Trying to soccer these The block of bees The place where our apologies Prophecies Only those hidden in the rock Believe philosophies Try But Emmanuel Can't lie Can't I Try to sound a little S.O. It's table talk Emotional jaders Get a best The street The hustle The cross The struggle We lost The bubble Has popped In trouble We are If we don't tell them He's trying to get close to you But look at you So emotional the streets, the hustle, the cross, the struggle We lost, the bubble, that's pop in trouble We are, if we don't tell them, he's trying to get close to you uh, But look at you, so emotional You are now tuning in to Reform Raza Our aim is to glorify God through the edification of the saints practical theology and a draw to be biblical so if you ask us who we do this for because this is for the last this is for the last this is for the last this is reformed rasa Velasquez alongside my brothers. This is Justin Corona right here. And what up, baby? It's Brother Vic. And gracias for tuning in. Don't forget to hit us up at reformrasa.com or reformrasa at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes. Hit us up right there. Uh, we're available on Instagram and on Facebook. Go ahead and hit that like button, follow us, and uh, just everything. Uh, that's Reformed Raza Go ahead and hit us up right there yep. And don't forget to hit That five star like button On Apple Podcasts Leave a, a review If you would so kindly do so And yeah man so I And feel, also yeah. leave us a voicemail Yeah We have yet to re- Actually we haven't received a voicemail but go ahead and yeah but go ahead and leave a voicemail it, it will be in the description on I believe on Apple um, Podcasts It will leave it in the description There's a link you can click Or you can just go to Anchor yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's dope. That's dope. Uh, so today, man, I, it's a pleasure. It's an honor to be interviewing one of, I believe, man, one of the hardest lyricists, man. You can't say that about everybody in CHH or in today's kind of hip hop today. A lyricist, someone who does wordplay, someone who, who man, Makes you rewind the song, be like, wait, wait, hold up, what did he just say? <laughs> That's brother, brother Strack right here from the East Coast. Thank you, bro, for coming on. You, it's my pleasure, man. Yeah. 
It was only necessary for you to come on, bro, since we did interview Kirk Kennedy, man, from the Cross Examine podcast, hip hop artist, and it, it, since you are the co-host to that to that podcast, it, it's only fitting, bro, that mm-hmm. you would come on. You know what I mean? So yeah. thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, I'm glad to be here, man. I'm, I'm I was waiting. I was like, yo, they better holler. At me. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta complete. They gotta complete it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, man, yeah. So, man, um. There's a lot that we can talk about, man. But first, I want to start off by just asking, man, who is Strack, man? Who, in case the listeners haven't heard of you, who is Strack? Who Strack is a complicated individual. <laughs> Amen. Um, yeah, I mean, man, listen, I, I tell you what, um, I know everybody has the same sentiment when they come to faith, but I feel like, like I was a. Uh, a real abstract painting like nobody knew what the world I was and then the Lord saved me and and made me legible or visual visible you know where people could actually see me mm. um, and see you know see who I was supposed to be you know like just he put the pieces together you know mm. there's a I was just floating out in the ocean and he's my anchor you know what I'm saying mm. there's a stability there that I that I have now um, in Christ for a long time but I mean prior to that it was just I had no idea who I was you know there was I was uh, affected by a lot of things in my life so I really didn't know um, mm-hmm. like I said most be- most believers would say the same thing you know that's just the yeah. reality it doesn't matter how, how pretty our lives were but before Christ um, we did not have you know we didn't have truth so we was just a bunch of lies balled up into some you know physical body and, and running around front and like we knew what we was doing yeah mm-hmm. um, so Strack is a is a saved uh, follower of Christ a dad um, a husband a grandfather now mm, uh, orale. wow congratulations yeah orale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I got two littles running around we just got back from the beach with them nice. they had a blast um yeah, I mean, I, I'm a rapper. I'm a, a deacon at my church. I'm an artist. I paint, I paint paintings and draw pictures. Um, I'm all over the place, man. I'm all over the place. So. Yeah, man. Hey, not many uh, uh, children can say, "Hey, my grand, my grandpa's a rapper." Yeah, yeah. That'd be dope. That's to say, man. They be in the back seat banging to the songs and singing the hooks. You know it's a success when you got the kids riding with you. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, so, man, uh, that pretty much answers the first three questions. <laughs> but you want to go on and give... <laughs> we'll get a little bit more in, in, in detail with them, man. So I, I think you just briefly went over that, um, that that's sort of the reason why you went with the, the name Strack, right? Because the abstract and your name being Abner. Um, using the A B. Yeah. Yeah, my um I had like since I was young, people would call me abstract. I don't know. I mean hip hop definitely threw that in there a little uh-huh. bit. You know, Q tip Q tip from Tribe Called Quest used to use it as one of his monikers. Um so that definitely it was tied to hip hop somewhat and that was around the time that I began to really love hip hop, um, in the mid nineties, early to mid nineties. Um, you know, I grew up listening to salsa. My dad was a salsero. Mm. The congas, you know, he played the congas on the regular. So that's where that's where my rhythm came from. Mm. But uh, but my my 
my swag came from hip hop. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's that's where that's where that came. That's how that's where Strack was developed as um as how I walk around and function. It was a combination of my dad and hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much how that worked. So abstract people just was calling me it, you know, because ad and then like you said, and um it's I shortened it to Strack. I would say a couple years back, my boy Tori kept calling me Strack instead of throwing the two, you know, the two syllables in there. It was mm-hmm. just, yo, Strack, what up? And I liked it. it you know, it's, it's easy to remember. It has like a sound to it. And, uh, you know, really his hype man is, is I think, defines me more. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like his, his hype man, Strack, when I think about his hype man, you think about hype men in, in hip hop. Yeah. Their job was always to hype up everyone for the main act, you know, for the main spitter, the main whoever the person was, whether it's the DJ or another MC or whoever it was. The hype man was to set the stage for that person. Um, so that's that's why I bang with his hype man because mm. I'm ultimately the Lord's hype man. You know, that's that's yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what we want to know about Strack is, is for this next question because you mentioned a little bit uh, earlier. But how did you come to the Lord? How, how what's the testimony of Strack right here? Word. Um, it's actually going to be on the beat goes on. Mm, nice. uh, but um, yeah, so I was 11 years old in a Pentecostal church, like hardcore Pentecostal. I mean, like ladies. Shaking their heads. Oh, bro. Trust, trust, you know. man. That typical yeah, Hispanic, grew up on that too. Hispanic church. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it was, it, if you've been to one Spanish Pentecostal church, you've been to all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, just, mm-hmm. that's just the reality. And that's that's where I grew up. It was the uh, first Spanish Assembly of God um, here in Lancaster. And, but thank God for that church, though, man. Thank God for the for the faithful prayers um, of of old heads, you know, who may not have had everything theologically correct, but they knew how to pray and worship, mm. you know. So, uh, and that that goes a long way in yeah. developing a love for the Lord is prayer and worship. You know, you, your heart gets kind of nurtured in a specific way toward God. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the program that I was involved in at a young age was called Royal Rangers. And uh, Royal Rangers was like the Christianized Boy Scouts, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But we was in the hood, so it was it was a little gully. Like it was, we go in there and we're playing, you know, games on a real thin carpet, and right underneath the real thin carpet is just cement. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So we we're playing like WWF wrestling for Royal Rangers, like, <laughs> and then we do like a 20 minute little Bible study. And the commander makes us all lined up like military. You know, we get it, and then we get an at ease position, sit down, listen to the the lesson for the day. And so one day, man, he was he said the gospel often, but this day, I heard the gospel. Mm. So I think it was maybe a few a few weeks prior. I was sitting in um, a Sunday school class, and there was a coloring book of Jesus on the cross, and I looked at it, and I was like. Why is he on the cross, you know? So this little girl that was in the class with me told me why he was on the cross, you know, and the teacher began to explain it. Um, and that that sat with me, but I didn't get it though. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get it yet. But this day in that program, Royal Rangers, the commander was teaching the gospel and he was calling us to repent. He was just saying, you guys are sinners. Even though you're young kids, you're sinners and you need to repent because you need Jesus to go to heaven. You know, mm-hmm. so he just, 
simple breakdown, heaven, hell, Jesus wants to save you. He died on the cross to save you. Come to him. And man, listen, I, I came to him like I craved him more than anything I had ever craved before. There was just an artist trying, yo, I need. And there was a lot going on in my life, even at that young age of 11. I had been exposed to a lot of things. So I was already questioning existence at my age and questioning whether I should be living and what's going on. Why, why am I dealing with the things I'm dealing with? So when Jesus was presented to me as the answer, there was no question in my brain. I just knew he was my answer. So, so I cried out to Christ and I, I wanted him. I wanted him to save me. I wanted him to, you know, at that age, I was 11. I was saying, Jesus, I want you in my life. I want you in my heart. And it, it was an instant change, bro. Instant. Wow. I ran right upstairs and and I was begging my mom for forgiveness for things that I had done that she didn't even know about. Mm. You know, there was like a clear admittance of sin and, and an acknowledgement of salvation. I needed Christ. So, so yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't live the perfect Christian life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get discipled. Um, I didn't learn how to walk in faith. I had a desire for God. Um, I had a heart towards people that I didn't have before. Like I remember we would, growing up where I grew up, but you guys, some of you probably can relate to this, but there was constant fights. Like, you know, elementary school, yeah. dudes, you had to you had to scrap to learn how yeah. to, you know, to prove who yeah. you was. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm a light-skinned Puerto Rican, you know, <laughs> everybody else is Morenos and, and Latinos and they're all dark-skinned and I'm, I'm, I look like the white boy. Mm-hmm. There was, there was only a few white boys in my neighborhood. You know, so I had to fight often. Um, and I remember getting in a fight after I got saved and I couldn't punch the kid. Mm-hmm. I remember like my, my hand just stopped and I couldn't hit him. And I, I actually enjoyed fighting at that time. Like I, I had gotten comfortable with mm-hmm. it. Um, but this time something was different and I knew it. And I felt embarrassed and ashamed of it. Like it was weird because I didn't know how to process it. I just knew I couldn't hurt him. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so looking back, I attributed it to Christ, obviously. I attributed it to him saving me and giving me a tender heart toward other people. Um, yeah, so the next, man, 10 to 15 years was just kind of figuring out how to stay afloat in, in churches that were falling apart and then left the church, went in a backslidden stage and acted up for a while and the Lord snatched me up and... And I've been riding ever since, learning, you know, being discipled and growing. Wow. That's a lot. I probably answered the next six parts. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's deep. No, no, that's deep. And, stuff right there. Man, no, that, that's the reason why we want to do these, you know, interviews and episodes because you don't get that, you know. Like, of course, you, you'll mention in your music, but just to get a, a, a more detailed explanation, uh, right. it's, it's crazy, man. And, and then you go back and listen to some lyrics and it kind of like, like, like uh, can makes it connections, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. Hopefully that that's what what happened right now. But well, I was gonna say um, before we get to the next questions about um, um, your music and stuff, uh, just more about who you are. I just found out recently um, that you have an another Instagram account which is just solely to your art. Mm-hmm. And I was, yeah. and I and and I and I went through it and I was like, man, this guy knows how to paint. Hmm. This guy is so good. I saw I saw one of the recent works you did of this one woman, and I was like, dude, how did that? Like, it looked really good. 
So how how long have you been into art as far as painting and drawing and? Uh, I think I've, I think art and hip hop have gone hand in hand, man. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's the same time. I mean, I, I learned how mm. to. I just started drawing, doing graffiti. You know, trying messing around here and there, seeing people that I like that I saw their stuff, and I was like, "Yo, can you teach me how to do that?" Um, and I picked it up, and then later on, I found out like my dad started seeing my interest. So he, he basically told me he was an artist. My dad was an artist and I didn't know that. Um, and he broke it down to me like how he was in competitions for artwork. He, you know, worked on murals and stuff. And and then he started showing me some of his old pieces that he had from back in the day. Um, and he would do little sketches here and there. So he showed me some of the ins and outs, um, mm. the basics. And I just kind of ran with it. Yeah, so I've been in, I've been doing artwork since, since I've been, you know, putting tapes in and radios and recording beats so I can write over them. <laughs> and then and then another thing too is that you and your wife own a restaurant, right? Yeah, we own a small restaurant, yep. How how did that how, how long have you guys had the restaurant? And what what uh pushed you guys to even just wanna start um business in and owning you guys' own restaurant? Yeah. My wife. Um she's uh she's an amazing cook. You know, that was one of the big sellers for me when I when I proposed to her to marry her. Hey. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. Shout out to all the wifeies that know how to cook. <laughs> Word up! If you was on cross exam, like that's my man. <laughs> yeah, man. She uh she gets down, bro. She gets down. I mean. I love the food and, I, you know, I love to eat. Um, I grew up in a household where my, both of my parents are great cooks. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they cook with love. You know what yeah. I'm saying? My, my grandmother was an amazing cook on both sides. Both grandmothers were amazing cooks. I mean, you know, my, my grandfather, I remember him teaching me how to kill chickens. And, you know, they got down, man. They got... Straight Latinos. They got it in for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Damn, you know... Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of the culture is the same. Yeah, you know, we got yeah, a lot mm. of the same background. So, um, when she told me that she wanted to, that she had an interest in having a restaurant, her first thing was, I don't even want to cook. I just want to give the recipes and then be the host. Mm-hmm. Like, just let people, you know, do their thing. So, she had big dreams, you know, she didn't mm-hmm. want to be cooking. I was like, all right, look, let's try to make this work. Let's pray about it and see what the Lord does. Um, So we prayed for a while and nothing really came out. And finally, when we let it go and stopped talking about it, and then we had an opportunity was presented to us financially. And and we just decided to make the move. And it's been five, five and a half years that we've been there. It's a Latin fusion. So we cook food from everywhere. I mean, Mm. you know, we have... Mexican influence. We do tacos. They're not tacos like in Mexico, you know, but <laughs> they're, they're more, uh, we throw our own little twist on them yeah, drinks. Yeah. Um, but we do Cuban food, Dominican food, mm. food from Spain. You know, we got paella. So we got food from everywhere, man. Every, every Latino influence cuisine we try to pull from, even from Brazil. Mm. Um, Salvador, you know, my man Zay, Zay the blacksmith, Salvadoreño, he mm. came to the restaurant. And he had pupusas there, and he mm, loved them. So. Nice, nice. <laughs> so, what's, yeah. the, what's the name of your restaurant? And uh, in case we have any listeners in your area, uh, where's the location? 
It's uh, it's Flora's restaurant. Um, it's named after my wife's grandmother. Mm. Um, that's another another story. But uh, yeah, it's named after my wife's grandmother, who she never met. Mm. But uh, she's her namesake. Um, so it just kind of fit. You know, my mm-hmm. wife's name is Flora. Her grandmother's name was Flora. And she was like, I don't want to name it after me. I was like, well, your grandmother's Flora. Like, <laughs> name it after her. She was like, no doubt. We can do that. Uh, so it's on, it's on North Mulberry Street in Lancaster. Um, if you put Flora's in in Google, I mean, we have a pretty strong presence online. So it'll nice. come up right away. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. So uh, with all that going down, then let's... Uh, Rewind, or I don't know what time period, but how did you end up getting into the rap game then? Um, was that um, before the restaurant, after the restaurant? Uh, it was before the, the restaurant. Well, hey, you never know, dude. That's why I was interviewing you. You ask questions, you know what I mean? Try to put the time on <laughs> <right>, you. Know <laughs> <what I mean? laughs> so, when did Strack uh, get into the rap game? Um, It's funny, I was, this was during my bachelor this stage, I was acting up. <clears throat> And um, <laughs> I had some good friends and, uh, you know, some that I would consider brothers and they were starting to, you know, think they could be rappers and, you know. So I, I always wrote music. I always wrote raps since I was a young kid. But this time they were actually going to a studio. They were like, yo, we wrote a song. We're going to go hit the studio up. You should come with us. I was like... I was high, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, let's smoke the bean. I'm like, let's let's go get it popping and see what it's hitting for. I'll sit there and watch y'all look like fools, right? <laughs> so we go over there and they had some talent. I mean, I was, I had met, as close as we were, I really had never heard them spit all like that. But they was all right. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, yo, I could do this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, mm-hmm. I had like, you know, some people call it beer muscles, whatever. I was just cocky at the time. I'm thinking, <laughs> man, I know I could do this. Let's get it popping. So I just jumped in the booth while they was rapping, and um, and I laid down like a quick. I think it might have been like 12 bars, and it was super sketchy. But they was like, "Yo, your voice and the way you wrote the beat, yo, you should rap, yo." And I was like, <laughs> "For real?" They're like, "Yeah, you definitely should rap." So I I, I got hungry. Then I started just you know writing all the time and. And trying to perfect it and get my flow right. And then I started reading other people's rhymes, like, you know, different artists um, in the industry and seeing how they were mapping things out in their bars and and then listening to their flow, how they would ride the beat, where their breath control was, and just kind of examining to see how I was doing in comparison. So then I would stand in the mirror and spit, you know, and rap and try to get that, you know, feeling. And it just developed from there. I mean, we had about... We had two full albums um, probably in about, in a matter of five, six months that we were going to drop. It would have been a double C. It would have been like a Kurt Kennedy type album, mm-hmm. you know, as far as length is concerned. Yeah. yeah. And Jones, it would have, we probably had about 28 tracks. <clears throat> and, uh, and I got heavily convicted, man. The Lord snatched me up. Mm-hmm. And I, I had already been running long enough. And uh, I remember it was funny because my father at the time, my father walked away from the church when he was 21 and he lived a wild life. Um, when I say wild, I mean wild. Like the things you can imagine is, is he lived a wild life. So, um, and he's a hard dude. You know, he's, he's, he's somebody you really don't mess with when you see, you know, he mm-hmm. has that, that, uh, orgullo about him. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, mm-hmm. so 
he told me one time on the phone I was I was pretty broken in the back I had like a QP sitting on the table I was blazing the L I was breaking that up to go sell it and my dad looks at, and my dad not looked at me but tells me on the phone he says what's up with your life like think about where your life is right now what's going on with you my son had just been born um, and and he knew he knew he would hit me if honestly whether he knew or not the Lord knew Mm -hmm. Um, that I was going to get hit by this statement. He said, imagine, you know, compare your life to when you were serving the Lord to how you look now and what's going on in your life now, how chaotic it looks. Um, It's just really what you want, you know. And just those few words, man, rocked me to the core. And and I knew I needed to change. I needed something, something needed to shift. Because I remember sitting at the top of my steps with my dog, weeping, wanting to give my sin to the Lord, like wanting to get this off my shoulder. And I couldn't because I knew I was being a hypocrite. I knew I wasn't wanting to serve him, but I I just wanted to get off the guilt, you know, get the weight off. Um, and crying, holding my pit bull, you know, next to me, he's, he's looking at me like, what's wrong with you? You know, they just, they just cuddle you and, and, you know, comfort you. Um, and I'm looking at him and I'm crying, weeping and, so those were moments that were happening during that time that eventually um, the Lord brought me back to the church and I visited the church and that's why I found Juan Carlos um, in the basement. From the basement, he mm. uh, he actually discipled me. Mm. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, he discipled me for we walked together for years, man. The first person that ever discipled me is that brother. Mm. He, mm. Nice. He went he went through some stuff with me, man. He 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 helped me. I mean, I honestly, I know people say this too, but I probably wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be in a good place right now if it weren't for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lord definitely used him in a, in a major way. Um, so I walked away from that 28 song, you know, double CD joint. We had, tour, we had like a little mini tour set up. We was going to go perform different places because we had already rocked out at the Puerto Rican festival here. And we had a couple other things lined up and, surrounding cities and they was upset with me for a while man because i just i just backed out you know didn't didn't continue the project because we weren't talking about stuff that was glorifying to the lord you know Mm -hmm. there was stuff in the songs you know because even it's crazy i always we always laugh about this but it's sad at the same time my wife and i um we talk about how having an awareness of the lord's existence and having tasted of him and knowing um, it's hard to not talk about him even when you are high and when you and when you drink it yeah. you know you are you, you getting high bugging out with your boys and the Lord comes up in conversation and you're like yeah. yo but fam but he's real but he and you start ministering but you hot I completely 100% relate to I used to do that with my homie when we're smoking um well, over here we call it. We were smoking scante. We were smoking crystal. You know what I mean? Ice. Okay. And I used to go on and rant about Jesus, but we're over here passing the pipe. You know what I mean? So we had to me, hey, yeah. man, you gotta stop doing that, man. <laughs> Not right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true, man. It's just, listen, the Lord transcends all those things, yeah. man. I mean, He snatches you up. You know, he's not concerned about your situation as 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 to whether or not he can actually grab you. Mm-hmm. He's gonna grab you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and nothing, and nothing can overcome him. So, um, so yeah, I walked away from that joint, and uh, I, for a while, I didn't want to have anything to do with music. 
But Juan Carlos, who was who was discipling me, he had a little, uh, not a little, but a ministry um, with about four artists, I think, at the time. And they was called, um, at the time, it was called Elohim Productions. Mm. Uh, and they was doing, you know, Christian hip-hop. And the biggest artist, I think, that was rolling with them was Tory at the time. He was prodigal. Uh, he was doing stuff with R. Swift and them guys out mm. in Philly a lot. And... When I came in, he he knew of my interest with music. So he was like, yo, he used that as a platform for, for discipleship. Like he brought me in, was like, yo, check it out. You got a studio, come in. And he made it clear, like, look, you if you decide to start doing music, you got to sit for a while, for like a year or two, yeah. you know, and, and grow in, in the faith and, and mature um, before you start just doing this, uh, which was wise. So... Mm-hmm. So I did. I sat for a while, you know, from 2005, and uh, my my first album dropped in 2008, which mm. was not the norm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty much the background of the music thing for me. So um, that's crazy, man. So at what point did did you get involved with Christ Centric? Because I know you did. The, you were on the on the on the on the albums that they had on Romans, the Book of Romans. You know, what I mean, going yeah. through that whole thing, you know. Exegetically, that was that that album, the Romans, the two the two Roman CDs that you guys got, man, that was that was crazy. So how did you get in, in contact with like Christ centric and be involved with like Wrath and Grace and all these uh, all these all these productions? Yeah, so that came about through um, actually uh, Facebook. So Facebook mm-hmm. can work wonders as far as networking <laughs> is concerned. Hey, here you know we are, doing here we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, there's a group called uh, Reform Bars. You guys yeah. know about Reform yeah. Bars? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I was on, this was probably like 2015, 2016. I started gaining an interest again and a hunger to want to do music again. Mm-hmm. I had stopped. I had stopped around 2012. So three years, three or four years later, I started writing again. I was fiending. Um, <laughs> I just started posting little clips of me rapping, you know, over beats and and I saw Reform Bars, so I asked to join the Reform Bars joint mm-hmm. and started posting some of my stuff there. Then they did a, a competition. I was kind of getting to know some of the brothers there. And they did a competition, a 16-bar joint that was hosted by, um, I think it was hosted by Johan from Wrath and Grace. Mm-hmm. Him, I think he was involved. And then Will uh, from Christcentric was also involved where he was going to pick the best ones to be on a cypher that they mm. were going to put out. <clears throat> uh, I think on the first Romans project. Mm-hmm. So, so I won, the, I won the 16 joint and he hollered at me. He was like, yo, you know, we're going to throw your verse on, but I also want to get some features from you. Somebody dropped out that was supposed to give us some features. Can I get some features from you? He was like, you know, so we got to talk first though. You know, mm-hmm. so I was like, all right, let's, let's chop it up. So we chopped it up. We talked for a while. He got to know me a little bit. And um, he sent me some beats. He liked what I did. And that's kind of, you know, the rest is history. We went from Romans 1 to Romans 2 to the James Project. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, Windows and Mirrors came before the James Project. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. That's how that came about. I first heard you on the on the Romans Project on Romans 7. Out of the whole okay. album, that one stood out the most. Like, dang, this brother is just like... Like playing with the with the lyrics, man. He's just messing around, like just getting everything. Like you stood out out above the lyrically. The beat was on point. Just the the wordplay. 
um, the, the the bar about going bananas and hombres that that that, that part right there was like whoa yeah. whoa whoa I mean so that, that that's that's when I first heard you on on, on in the song Roman Seven and that's when I started uh, getting an interest like all right let me search more stuff and I, I didn't find much but then afterwards you started putting out more stuff and so yeah man like um we can just jump into the other question you want about windows and mirrors your all the projects you've done windows and mirrors supreme everything you've done uh, and then also too what was it the warm-up right the warm-up yeah crazy joint right there so well i mean from i, I mean it, it's pretty obvious as far as the concept for um your first album coming back right it was windows and mirrors you said yeah. after you took a, a a little break and then you came back and you did windows and mirrors but um as far as windows and mirrors so so upon you, you know, getting, getting that itch <laughs> to want to put out music and, and rap again, um, what led to, to the album Windows and Mirrors? What, 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 sorry. <laughs> Speaking in tongues right Oh, what was going on behind the scenes in Strack that, that, that led to Windows and Mirrors? Um, the self-examination, you know, mm. and, and everything going on in the world at the same time. So basically... This was 2017. I think I started working on it. It dropped 2018. Um, There's been a whole lot happening in our culture, you know, Mm. in the world. Uh, I think um, it was, that would have been shortly after, you know, the whole gay marriage, you know, the Supreme Court, uh, Obergefell. Um, So there's been a lot going on that has caused me to be very judgmental and, um, you know, of the world and of the things that are happening in the world. And obviously we are to discern and, and be judgmental towards one another in the church, right? We're to, we're to judge each other, to mm-hmm. build each other up, examine each other's fruit and, you know, love one another in the faith. But when it comes to the world, they're already condemned because they don't believe. Um, so... So you have to be careful how you judge everything that's going on and how how you act towards people in the world that you don't you don't want to sit here and act as if though you are the condemner mm-hmm. of souls. Um, and that was just that was stirring up in my heart. You know, I was I was developing of course I have a hatred for sin, but I found myself really hating um, culture and the things that were happening and of course that's done by people. So Eventually, your your hatred, your anger starts getting directed towards people. Uh, yeah. So there was a stopping point for me. It was like, wait, you need to self-examine. You know, what's going on with you? Um, so the introspection part was the first half of the album where I'm dealing with myself. You know, oh, no, my vision blurred. Yeah. yeah. That whole, like, the first, uh, aside from the intro, and, and the intro hints on it as well a little bit, but that first half prior to the second interlude is me dealing with self and what's going on within me, you know, mm. what I'm wrestling, hence the mirror, you know, mm. um, I'm looking in the mirror and examining myself. I think it, it might be, it might seem weird to some, but oftentimes I'll look in the mirror and look in my eyes yeah. and wonder and wonder what the Lord sees, you know, what and, and do I see what the Lord sees or do I have a facade in front of me? You know, mm. have I developed and conjured up, a Strack or Abner that's not real, you know. I need to I need to revisit 
you know, where I'm at with the Lord so that I know I'm being completely honest, one with him, but with myself as well. So uh, that has to happen often, I think. We're supposed to self-examine. So um, so that's the mirror. That's, that's that portion. And then, of course, the windows, that's how you look outside. You know, you look outside through a window. So that's where the windows portion came in. The second half of the album, I'm examining the world from a window and, and just looking at everything out there and seeing what's going on. So the interludes actually kind of play into that a little bit. The first interlude is me turning on the light switch mm-hmm. and the fan comes on. You can hear it as I'm, ra- as I'm, you know, saying the bars and I'm supposed to be looking in the mirror in that interlude. And the second one, I'm supposed to be in a vehicle looking out the window. So that's just some of the sound effects and stuff in the background on right. the second interlude. Nice. And then the second half of the album, I mean, it begins, that second half begins with, um, with the first song with the, with the three features um, I just want to breathe. I just want to move. I just want to live my life for my kid. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that. So I, that's my first initial reaction to this world. It's like, yo, I just want to serve God. Yeah. Why are y'all tripping out here? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. You're making it real hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, why you want to cleave? Why you got to get married? You know, you yeah. want to live in sin and do whatever. Why you got to get married and act like we got to marry y'all? You know, that, that whole that whole wrestling that believers are wrestling with yeah. and dealing with. So, yeah, yeah that's Windows and Marriage. Yeah, to me, um, the song that stood out was I Ain't No Good. Like me, even from a kid, I, w- I was real young uh, when uh, Cross Movie came out with the Holy Culture album. And back then, you, yeah. could, you could listen, you could, that a, a, a CD that you could pop in the CD player and had headphones, you can preview the album, see if you want to buy it. So that's always been my mentality. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I, always, <laughs> man. So whenever I listen to... Provident, Provident Bookstore used to do that out here. Family Christian stores that. right here on the West Coast. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's what I did with all the albums before I consider buying them. That's just how I do things. And the one that stood out was I Ain't No Good. Because me, like how you said, being real with yourself, knowing who you are. And that song really resonated with me because what that, what that hook says, I ain't no good. And I'm honest, most of the time, I don't really want to be. I was like, man, that's right. me right there. And that's just being real. Yeah. Like, yeah. if we examine ourselves and examine the motives of, of our heart, you're going to come to find, if you're honest with yourself, sometimes you don't want to do the things that the yeah. Lord requires for you to do. Right. And for that to be expressed on a track, I was like, that's my joint right there. That's that's what expresses. Because that's what I love about hip hop, that you're able to express thoughts and emotions that you can't really express just by just a regular conversation. But when you put it to a beat, you make it rhyme. And then you get the metaphors and everything on the hook. It just um, really kind of like expresses your thoughts and emotions without you having to say it. And when you listen to the music that relates to your feelings and emotions, it's like, that's my stuff right there. So that's what yeah. happened to me with I Ain't No Good. I, like, I heard that hook. I was like, all right, bye. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. There's a reason. There's a reason the scripture says don't grow weary in doing good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. It's hard sometimes yeah. I think you know like like the song says most times yeah I, I want to be selfish I want to I want to do me I want to just do me I don't want to do for others yeah. all the time you know it's, it's very it's very rare that I genuinely am so excited to do for others um I have to work that up you know I have mm-hmm. to work that up and it has to become a common practice for it to be habitual for it to be something mm-hmm. that I love and love to do that's something the Lord works in you 
so and that's, and that's the Christian life doing. that's the it's Christian crazy. life right there we're, we're battling with our flesh we're battling with uh, our our emotions and feelings that we that stop us from actually um, doing what the Lord requires of us and there's a war right there but the evidence of our salvation is that we do it regardless of our thoughts or our feelings. We bust a joint and we want to run away the other way, but the Lord gets a hold of us and says, ah, you're going this way. And yeah, we got it and we yeah. do it. You know what I mean? Uh, but he's worth it. He's amen. Worth yeah. It, amen. You know what I mean? Like we sing he's worthy, yeah. but he's worth it. Exactly. You know and, and then you come to, to, to realize, why would I ever oppose this in the first place? When you see the outcome, right. it's like, Right, oh wicked right. wretched man that I am <laughs> that brings yeah, us back to Romans, Romans 7, seven. Yeah. <laughs> you put those two songs no, together when, man. <laughs> when he hit me with that joint was like yo I want you to do Romans 7 I was like wow the Lord knows me so well yeah. like, it, was, it, was, it fit me perfect yeah. you know, I just knew it right in May I was like man this is this is a chapter in the Bible that I've wrestled with my entire Christian life for real um because it's so me you know mm-hmm. it, it is the mirror it is the mirror yeah it's dope and and then after uh, after that album you went on and, and did warm-ups yeah and my question is okay so you did warm-ups when are you gonna do i know you have uh, the beat goes on but when are you gonna do one called gains <laughs> <Warm-up>. gains <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, actually, the reason I called it the warm ups because those songs were actually done before Windows and Mirrors. Mm. Oh. So, so oh. those songs were all written during the time that I said I was hungry and I was starting to get hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I started rocking with Christcentric, Will was big on um, themes for mm-hmm. albums. Like he was big on themes. Yo, you got yeah. you need a theme. Well, the warm ups didn't have no theme. Yeah, you know that they were just they were just beats that I loved that I that I flowed on and I loved the way it sounded and I was just gonna bang with it you know and just do it so so I kept them in my pocket you know and, and I worked up a theme for Windows and Mirrors and I put the project out because I was excited to be working with Christ Centric and to be working with brothers that I knew you know were faithful to the Lord they had longevity in ministry. I was like, yo, this is a dope opportunity. Let me bang this album out for these guys and see how it does. And then, you know, as soon as it dropped, then I was like, all right, now's the time for me to just slip when, uh, the warm-ups in out there so people can get it and enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't want to keep that in my pocket forever. So, so yeah, that's that's how that came about. It was actually the warm-ups. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, man, that, that group of, of songs, bro, man... You could tell you were hungry on those joints, man, for real, because you could tell you yeah. just going in on, on the beat, man. My favorite one was as Mentirosos, man. Yeah, I was about to say that. That's man. Mentirosos? Yeah. That whole <laughs> thing about false teacher stuff, man, that's... Yeah, yeah. That, that bumps. So you guys talk about on your guys' podcast, uh, Replay Value. That one has yeah. replay, replay value to the fullest, man. I'll be bumping that thing. Yeah, I was going to say, my brother bumps that in the car all the time. <laughs> Word. And I, 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 started, I, I loved it, honestly. <laughs> When he started bumping, I was like, yeah. He's getting yeah. lyrically, lyrically, all like, yeah, he's getting down. Yeah, that one, that, that one, and that life with that rugged beat, man, just that gutter beat right yeah. there, man. That's just, that just, that's a banger right there. And, and I like how you uh, mix the Spanish in there a little bit, too, you know? Compromise biblical doctrine, no puedo. I was like, eesh. Right. This is brother right here getting it in right here. Um, so, yeah, yeah that's dope. 
and uh, let's talk about Supreme a little bit. Um, one of the most recent um, albums you did with Ian Buchanan, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yep, Ian Buchanan, yeah. That, that dude always reminds me of the dude from Beautiful Eulogy. It sounds so similar, the voice. I was like, is that Beautiful Eulogy? <laughs> But um, so let's talk about Supreme. How, what's the concept behind Supreme? I mean, I mean, obviously we're gonna know a little bit because you know Lord is sovereign. But explain a little bit, uh, Supreme. So Supreme, I was a little bit more hands off on mm. the on the the way it all came about. I was I was more um, like what I had control of was my rhymes, basically. Mm. You know, so the beats the beats were handed to us. They were a Tone Jones beat. I think, was it Tone Jones or not? No, T. Walla. I'm sorry, mm. T. Walla beats. <clears throat> I think one of them wasn't. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. T. Walla, um, Johan, had, Johan and Will had bought these beats for a Zeta, a Zeta Blacksmith album. Mm. And then at the same time, Zay was talking to me and Ian about doing a project together. And Zay dropped out because he had some personal issues going on he had to deal with. And um, the beats were actually for his own album. So he wasn't going to be working on it no more. They had already paid for them. So they were like, yo, y'all two take these and we're going to get somebody to jump on a project with you. And they actually, uh, first, the first person was supposed to be Result. So mm. Result, was supposed to be me, Result, and Ian. Mm. And, then, and then again, Result had some personal things after working on one song together, uh, he backed out. And then after Result, it was another brother was supposed to come in and be on with us, but he wound up backing out too. So there was a whole lot of backing out going mm-hmm. on. And I just told Joe, I was like, yo, like, it's just meant to be for me and Ian to rock this album. Like, come on, let's do this. And uh, he, he agreed. He said, all right, let's, let's put it out. Because his concern was uh, neither one of us had much clout. You know, we weren't mm-hmm. really known yeah. at all. So... I mean, I would argue I'm still really not known. I mean, some some people are starting to get to know me, but so. <clears throat> me hey, Ian, there's a reason why we're doing these podcasts so people can get to know you. You know what I mean? So right, right, yeah, there, yeah, you know? yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all in the Lord's hands, right? So, um, so me and Ian just started working on it. He lives not too far from me here, uh, probably about an hour, and he would drive down. We would get in the studio. I would record him, and we would send the tracks and. Him and Johan pretty much had an idea of the concept for the album, as far as Supreme was concerned, because Ian had a song called Judgment Tree, and that's pretty much what uh, inspired the idea for the cover. Mm-hmm. So the, have you heard you heard the song Judgment Tree yeah, with yeah. Uh, Brindle on the hook? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that song pretty much is how the, the cover came about. Um, from Ian's mind and then Johan had somebody sketch it up and do it you know it's, it's a cool looking cover and uh, that's how it came about man the J- average Joe did all the scratching on that joint made it sound like a mixtape yeah he's, you know he, he's dope he's dope so that's pretty much it's not really a track album I mean I'm I'm obviously in it I love the project I was just, I was listening to it today coming back from the beach because I knew we were going to be talking about it because of the questions yeah um, I, enjoy, I enjoy the project man it's not really my it's not it's not it doesn't feel like a Strat project mm-hmm. but there's some Strat in there yeah, you, know, yeah. you can hear me mm-hmm. you, can, you can hear me come on strong some of the songs have just me on like Tunes Play is a Strat song mm-hmm. you know, that's the Strat album I'm, you know that could be on one of my on one of my projects everything else is kind of just you know me 
trying to fit with Ian as much as possible yeah. and put out something good. Yeah, you it's, know? it's under Wrath and Grace. When you, when you search it, it's under Wrath and Grace, so the artist will come out under Wrath and Grace. Uh, but it, it was a dope project because, like how you said, it was a, it has that mixtape feel. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's that's right, I, right. I love that man. That that mixtape kind of kind of feel to it. And just by next th- next thing you know, you're already on like the fourth, fifth, you know, track, and it's like just keeps going. So that that yeah, Joe's the man, yo. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. The next the next question that that we have for you is because uh, when, when it comes down to music, we always get uh, we always get influences from from other. Uh, other hip hop artists. So our question for you is: uh, What are your top five hip hop artists, either Christian hip hop or secular? What are the top five that that have influenced your music? Uh, um, man, doesn't have to be in order. Just yeah, yeah just yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, no order here. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been I've been heavily influenced by a variety of artists. Um, definitely a Biggie. Biggie influenced me mm-hmm. for some years in the beginning with, with learning how to write. He was one of the guys that I was researching and looking, you know, I would, I would actually intentionally learn his lyrics to rap along with him, mm-hmm. you know, on his album so that I would learn flow, you know, mm-hmm. how to get it, how to get it right. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm anywhere near Biggie, but that's just, that's just the reality that influenced yeah. me. Um, and, uh, Definitely Black Thought. Black Thought's writings, through his writing style, definitely influenced me. Him and Most Def. Uh, Red Man, as far as character. Him and Eminem, probably, as far as character. Mm-hmm. And even Busta, a little bit. Like, just the way they get down with, with their inflections and, and their hypeness and, mm-hmm. you know, the character that they put behind their rhymes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not just... It's not just somebody rapping with some swag, but it's actual character. Like, yeah. you know... Like this person's acting right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. something going on. Um, I definitely got influenced by them on that regard. Uh, trying to think of oh, definitely pun lyrically, like mm. rhyme schemes. Yeah, yeah, pun pun affected me a lot as far as rhyme schemes is concerned. Um, yeah, that's I guess that's five, right? That's, yeah, that's five. Yeah, I believe so. You ask for five. <laughs> Yeah, you asked for five. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much it as far as uh influenced by, by hip hop. But I mean I guess as far as me doing Christian hip hop, I was definitely heavily influenced by cross movement. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, as far as how how to transition. You know, like I knew okay, I can write music, but how do I write Hip hop that's glorifying to the Lord, yeah. and that mm-hmm. that would be where where cross movement came in, and and particularly Ambassador Deuce. Deuce was uh he was one that I felt like could rap with anybody secular at that time, yeah, and and be up to par with them. You know, yeah. and I was like, yo, this dude is nasty, like mm-hmm. you know, Christology in layman's terms, that's that's like the Christian Illmatic. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah. The the one I mean, y'all out y'all out west. I'm throwing a whole lot of East Coast stuff at y'all, but <laughs> I know y'all got I know y'all got Cypress Hill out there and all yeah, that. Yeah, man. I, 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 <laughs> man. So I don't know if you're aware of of Chicano rap. So it's like basically you know Mexican cholos rapping to gangster beats and stuff. Growing up over here on the West Coast, we got a lot of cholos out here. So that's the way I grew up. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of Little Rob. 
but Little Rob over here on the West Coast was a, you know, is a well-known Chicano rap artist. He was uh, definitely one that I was listening to as as a, as a youngster. If I could name five, it would probably have to be someone like Little Rob. Uh, probably you're not gonna know any of these, but they're really you know West Coast artists. Uh, Little Rob, Miss Criminal, Capone, all that Chicano rap stuff, man. Like that's what influenced me as a kid. And then coming over just to. Uh, uh, CHH and coming to the Lord Seven is a big one and gospel mm-hmm. gangsters that right here on the West Coast that representing not only the life that we came from, but these guys um, called you out to repentance and especially Seven. Seven is like I'm I'm not gonna lie and I'm not ashamed to make the comparison. He's like the Christian Tupac over here, man. Like he's really with the, he has those rhyme schemes and he's. He keeps it. He keeps it hood. You know what I mean. He's really about the gospel, yeah. and so seven is a is a one of the the big ones over here for me. I think one yeah, of the things. Yeah, one of the things I really uh, enjoy about your music is is your sound. Um, I, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're not the one that's making all your beats, but but even just the selection of of the the music that you pick, and then even just man, you have. <laughs> You have one of those voices that is meant to be on a track. <laughs> yeah. Like, like there, there are some people that rap, and and I don't know for some reason. From I mean, I'm not trying to sign and sound, you know, off or anything, but <laughs> but some people sometimes I'm just like, man, like they, they probably shouldn't be rapping. I don't know because the, the voice. I don't know if you if you get that. Like, like some people have that voice it. which just yeah, like it's meant it. to be on a rap beat. This yeah. was meant to be just, and then some other I'm like. Maybe they should just sing, or I, I don't know. That, hey, I might sound like a hater, but I don't know, that, that, that's just me. But like one one of the things I, I love about your music is that it brings back that that um, that boom bap feel to yeah. it. Uh, one one of the first uh, when I first started getting into rap in in middle school, I started listening to Bone Thugs, and then I started listening to like Immortal Technique, and then okay. I started listening to Wu Tang Clan, and and, and different groups. Um, because once I started listening, I was like, man, I like hip hop. How, how did I not listen to this before? And I started just YouTubing everybody I, I could think of. Um, and, and, and one of the, one of the groups that stuck out was Wu-Tang Clan. And, and in a way, it reminds me of that type of feel, um, that, that, that gritty sound to it. And, and, and when I heard your Windows and, and Mirrors album, I was like, man, this is dope. And I even like that song, Given, uh, Given Life, the, the beat yeah. and, and, and how it just... Man, it's just dope. So for you as an artist, it um, how how does that translate? Because um, I know it's one thing for. Sorry about it. We got the kids out here yeah, playing. Man. <laughs> uh, but for 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 a rap artist, um, I don't think I've ever, I've ever asked this question before. But like, how does that translate into a song? I know it's one thing to you know for for us as brothers, you know, to to get together, express you know in words and you know length but then for as a rap artist when you're going through seasons that that you may be going through whatever um things that that you are examining within yourself how does that translate to music how what is that process like for you so it's it's actually fun because Mm -hmm. you now have the opportunity to like those are the easiest songs to write when when they're based on your life experiences, because you have all the information right there. You know, it's in your brain. Now you just have to have to figure out how to how to put it together like a puzzle. You know, mm-hmm. so that it it makes sense for people, but also at least for myself. Like when you started the show, Martin, um, 
um, Martin. I want to say Martin. Can I say Martin? Is that okay, cool? Yeah, yeah that's cool, man. Martin. That's All cool. Right, cool. So, so, so when you started the show, you talked about, you know, you, you was um, big up in me on my lyricism, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, so that for me is probably it's I mean it's slowly I'm slowly learning how to balance all of the elements of writing right so mm. but that one for me has always been the most important um, on how how to play with words how to fit them how to bring in double meanings sometimes triple meanings so that people see that from one bar to the next I might have I might have had my main subject but that main subject in those two bars just pulled in two three other meanings because the words mean different things in different contexts contexts you know or, or even just they have double meanings you know like yeah. the word see you know you say see and if you can say somebody seen mm-hmm. or you say somebody you're looking at the ocean you know yeah. the sea you know so there's it, when you do that in rap it's cool because it adds a it adds like uh almost like an adventure yeah. you know to the song now now you're now it's it's the same thing that the escape room does for people do you guys have escape rooms out there in cali yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot yeah, in LA. So, right so you go to escape room and you're like yo this is intense because i gotta figure out how to get out i gotta get all the puzzle pieces yeah. and you know it, I want to deliver that with my music as well. Some people are like, "Yo, but if they don't get your punchline, then what was it for?" Yeah, but <laughs> some some punchlines are meant to be dug out. You know, mm-hmm. some are meant some are nuggets that people want to find. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When they after they to me, I think that's one of the one of the anchors for replay value. Yeah, you know, like if you if you listen the first time and you got everything real clear. Then there's nothing left. Nothing left for the next time you listen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but if you've listened four or five times and you're still finding stuff there, mm. it reminds me of scripture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you read scripture, every time you go back. Now, mind you, my writings are nowhere near scripture, but mm-hmm. they're influenced by scripture. Yeah. You know, so so they have that influence there. But when you read it, you're like, yo. Every time I come to John chapter five, verse whatever, I'm always rocking a different way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's just how it works. So I, I'd like, I have a, a quote that I always say, attempting to mirror the greatest artist reveals a true masterpiece. Mm-hmm. So who's the greatest artist? The Lord. Mm-hmm. He's the greatest artist. He's the ultimate creator. From him, all things were created. And attempting to mirror him will reveal a true masterpiece. When we, you know, when we attempt to mirror the Lord, we're basically partaking in the work of Him making us into the image of Christ, conforming us to the image of Christ. We're partaking in that process. So I do that with my artwork. You know, I try to mirror the Lord. I, I paint things that He's created. You know, I, I write in ways that I think are going to show the same intensity, the same adventure that scripture does you know that's that's what i want to do so so that's how that's how i go into it you know i want to have fun with it i want it to be an adventure for people and i i don't want it to just be easy you know choppy Mm -hmm. choppy like that's why i hate mumble rap because there's nothing there's no meat there there's no meat to it it's just real milky 
No, yeah, and you, oh, yeah. You, Did that answer your question? Yeah. No, yeah, no, that that that, that answers it. You definitely, definitely get that from your music, man, because, uh, like I said, man, it makes, makes you rewind it and be like, wait, wait yeah. what did he just say? And I don't know if it ever has happened to you guys, but um, it would suddenly click. Like, you listen to the music, and then it's like, it clicks. Oh, that's, that's I get it. That's what he was saying. And it kind of intensifies yeah. the song even more Like when you understand. Yeah. That's, that's the beauty of it, man, because you're able to add metaphors and, and wordplay, given the double meanings. And that right there is lyricism, when you're able to play with the words like that to make them fit, to give a deep understanding. Um, and I definitely feel that's what you guys did on, on, on Kurt's album on, on the philosophy on the first track when you guys were just going in. You know, I know you guys did that episode where you guys are breaking down your guys' verse. And that was deep. Right. That was deep, man. Just going bar for yeah. bar. I was like, man, I'm going to go back and listen to that, to that to that again. You know what I mean? So when it dropped, I was like, I purchased, you know, right away. Yeah. I, I, I think that's why, it, um, I mean, I can speak for myself, but getting in, in when we come to the things of the Lord, um, a, a lot of times we find a new appreciation for um, lyricists in, in, in hip hop because um, there we see that in scripture. We see the replay value, as, as we would say, in the scripture. But instead, it's it's long life. Oh, sorry. Long life replay value for, for us. We continue to read it. We continue to, to grow over the same scriptures that we've had for however long. Um, but... It, even though music isn't in the comparison to scripture, nonetheless, it's something that we're able to play with and, and able to listen to and, and still be able to receive from in a way. And that's right. what and that's one of the things that I love about um, CHH as far as um, for the most part from from not, not not so much what is trending, I guess you would say. Yeah. But more so the the, the ones that are like the underdogs in CHH, the the underground ones, the ones that are are playing that vital role, the one that we see, you know, doing the 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 um, what do you call it? the the work? They're going to the churches, still doing the the evangelism. They're out there um, sharing their music and doing the concerts. Also, don't get pay, uh, uh, paid to do what they do. Yeah, most times <laughs> they don't get paid a whole lot. Yeah, but but they're coming in yeah. with with that style in a way where it's where it's like they're giving that replay value and they're bringing a story. They're trying to take us on an on a type of adventure in their music and then and, and of course you know bring it back to you you know that's one of the things i appreciate about um your work mm-hmm. is, that, is that that's what you do you bring us back on a journey um through your life but at the same time you know with that type of replay you're bringing us back again to find those hidden gems those hidden little nuggets within your songs that's right right yeah that's true i mean that's the way i look at scripture you know one time trying to help someone understand why they why they were reading um, trying to get them to understand like was I, I just told them I said look the Lord snatched people up and they wrote down their stories and he told his story through their stories mm. you know that's the, that's pretty much what you're reading when you read scripture I mean it is obviously it's way more intricate than that um, but just in its simplest form the Lord snatched up Abraham found favor with Abraham and you know brought him out of a pagan family and pagan surroundings and and that abraham story told the lord's story you know that's just a that's just the reality of it and i think it's it's gone across the board like that so when when we write music as christians when we write anything when we create art when we write a book um when we do podcasts our stories should be telling the story of the lord Mm. you know and and 
but it doesn't mean that you're every minute saying the name Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. but 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 it does mean that your story should rep him well. We're supposed to do all things as unto the Lord. Yeah. So so that's the way I think music should be also. You know, especially for someone who proclaims to be a Christian. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that's that's what Kurt I mean, says. That, yeah, that's what Kurt says. Um like he he goes on his biblical worldview music. That's what he calls it. So, but you're gonna know that w- w- what I stand on, what I believe, because it's gonna naturally flow out, and that's how it should yeah. be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you listen to his songs, you know he's a Christian. Yeah. There's no, there's no question. You know, he's he's very proud um, to be a Christian, and it comes through clearly in the way he views the world. Mm-hmm. Biblical worldview. So. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the influence then of Christian hip hop, CHH, whatever you want to call it, how you said it on, on the warm ups, CHH, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> lyrical theology, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, it's a new new type of, of this. So what, what, what opportunity or what impact can CHH have? Because I know it's not reaching to its fullest potential. I've been listening to Christian hip hop since I was 11 years old. And around 1999, when I first heard, you know, the Great Tree artist, Antonius, and then I heard T-Bone and Gospel Gangsters. Yeah. Oh, I used to listen to that Antonius. <laughs> the first song I That's ever crazy. heard was uh, 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 the Money song. The Money. I forgot what album it was. He was actually one of the better ones, man. Yeah, he yeah. He was pretty good. He, 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 uh, I've said this before in our episodes, but um, on TBN over here on the West Coast, uh, there was an hour of Christian music on on 10 o'clock p.m. Uh, Saturday nights. Um, it used to be the show hosted by T-Bone called Real Videos. And he would just play. T-Bone. Yeah, he would just, he, would, he was the host of that show and he would play, uh, you know, all kinds of Christian music, uh, the music videos. And that's our, that was our only access. So we saw the cross movement videos, uh, the Antonia's, New Wine, all, all that stuff. And then we would go to the family Christian stores and try to cop their CDs. And that was like, that was our warehouse music how they used to have right there. You know, everyone has their, their spots where you used to get their CDs from. And that's how we knew right there. We saw all the CDs right there. And that's like, oh man, that was, that was our, our good place. Um, I lost my train of thought. Why was I saying this? But anyways, oh yeah, why? Impact of CHH. <laughs> so as a kid, as a kid, you know, um, you would see see these see these uh, uh, artists and proclaiming Christ. I will never forget uh, Cross Movement on 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 their album. How what uh, the tonic? He's holding the Bible and he and he's pre and he's rapping, going, "Let's stick to the text." I was like, that was that was that image right there, rapping while holding a Bible was a deeply profound image for me to have as a child. Um, but, so uh, what, what's your opinion? You know, what impact does, can or does CHH have, especially in the culture that we have, you know, today, you know? I think, um, you know, I think CHH is still having a major impact mm-hmm. on culture. Um, I think our voices is heard all the more now than ever before. I think we're actually respected more as a genre. Mm -hmm. You know, you got, um, as far as quality is concerned, as far as, you know, uh, skill level is concerned. I mean, back then, you know, when you were talking about going to the the bookstore and putting it in the CD player and listening on the headphones and then only buying it if it had, you know, a certain amount of good songs in it or something. Mm -hmm. That's because we knew most of what was coming out back then was kind of, eh, it wasn't yeah. really that great. You know, that everybody was putting stuff out and it was 
most of it was not good. Yeah. So, so that's what I would do. I would do the same thing. I would just put it in. If, if two or three, if if three songs was good on the album, and they was like headbangers, then I would buy the album. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I can deal with the rest of them. I got three that are good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's sad, but that's the way it was. Yeah, that's real. Um, but today, you know, it's hard. It's hard to say that about Christian hip hop. I mean, there's a lot of good Christian hip hop out there. Um, there's still a lot of trash stuff too, but there's so much good yeah. quality wise. Um, you know, now mind you, it does depend on what you, what your taste is. Mm-hmm. You know, but but you got artists out that are competing with the with the industry, yeah. with the major industry. That, you know, their albums sound just as good, if not better. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality. There's rappers that sound just as good, if not better, um, mm-hmm. than than the industry. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you could you could put a KB up against anybody. Yeah, you know, in, in mm-hmm. the industry, I mean, he's he's just a super talented dude. So I think, as far as that is concerned, quality CHH is being heard today. You know, CHH is being um, respected. Now, as far as standing out and shifting the culture uh, and doing, I think what we're intended to do as Christians. I think the church as a whole, which would include CHH, is not doing the best job at that. I think we're struggling um, at doing that. So when it comes to CHH, you know, I throw her, I throw that in with the church. We need to stand out more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and it's, I mean, think about it, you know, visually, if somebody covered in blood walked out into a crowd, they would be noticed. Yeah. You know, everyone like, yo, what happened? What's going on? They're covered in blood. Well, we've been covered in the blood of Christ. Mm. Are we are we being noticed? You know, for that, for that reason. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's a difference here, you know, for, for us as believers. And I think we all fall short of that, obviously. You know, you listen to Windows and Mirrors, you hear I fall short of that. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to push for that, especially with our platforms. You know, you have this platform, Reform Rasa. Mm-hmm. When people listen to Reform Rasa, they know it's a Christian podcast. You mm-hmm. seek to glorify Christ. You know, there's no um, capitulation to the culture. There's no giving in and and saying things careful. You know, listen, we only have but so much time where the platforms we have, we can actually be boisterous and express the truth before it's taken from us. Yeah, you know? And then yeah. we have to do something else so regardless of your eschatological view um it's the reality right now this yeah. is the this nation this is where we're at you, know, you got to wear a mask everywhere you go you yeah. know what i'm saying like they're telling us what we got to do what we're supposed to do um and they're controlling social media they're controlling everything so while we have the platforms man we need to be real clear yeah. that we're christian and mm. and the world needs to repent and serve Christ because he's coming. He's a, he's a just judge and he will judge both the righteous and the unrighteous. And those who are in Christ will be found righteous. And those yeah. who are not will be will be lost in, in their sin and they will be condemned for eternity. So we need as Christians to be making that clear. Like that's one of the things that I don't use wordplay on. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm not using wordplay on the gospel. <laughs> like, is it? I might play around and say this or that, but when I say repent, it means repent. Yeah. There's no other meaning <laughs> for that. You know what I'm saying? 
So I think that the church, the CHH, um, and I would say, I, I say the church because I think CHH is the church. Yeah. We are, mm-hmm. we are the church. We're supposed to be. Yeah. So the fact that there's been like a separation created, um, I think is what's weird. You know? and, mm-hmm. I, and I know there's a lot of things that might have gone into that. You know, Christian hip hop wasn't accepted by the church for a long time. Um, so there's been like different mindsets developed and different ways to think through things. But man, we need to suck all that up and be the church. Yeah. You know, we're being the churches. Whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's why I have issues when when cats do songs with somebody who's all about debauchery on their albums. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. don't do a song with somebody who is mad foul. Like. Why are you giving them your platform and bringing them, you know, that into your artistry where people are going to listen and now they're going to go research this person and hear, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. don't make sense. That, that, that was, you, yeah, that was Shailen's. Uh, uh, cool. Yeah, my bad. I don't mean to cut you off. But that, 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 that's what I, I remember when Shailen kind of called out Lecrae on the whole doing that song with the... Um, Ty dollar sign that thing like it's not the same thing you're talking about different kinds of, of blessings as the song was called you know right, I mean? right. and, and a lot of he you got a lot of heat for that but exactly your point was what you're saying there's exactly I, I think I'm pretty sure that's what Shailene was saying is there's there's it's not the same thing mm-hmm. you know? it causes a, it causes a confusion mm-hmm. yeah you know, it, it really does it causes confusion I mean <clears throat> it'd be like me going to minister with a Mormon <laughs> it just don't make no sense. I'm yeah. not. I'm not gonna go minister and knock on the door with a Mormon. They're gonna be like, "Wait, are you Mormon? Are you Christian? What's up here?" And then some people will be like, "Yo, y'all both Christian." You know, yeah, exactly. That shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. Like, Ty Dolla Sign is not a believer that I know of. Mm-hmm. So why make a song called Blessings with him? You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, he don't know what blessings are. <laughs> like, he's not. He's not a believer. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's a. It, you know, and I'm not trying to make this about Lecrae. You know, no, I, no, I don't of course, have no. With of course not. Um, I just, I, I don't think it makes sense to confuse things when it comes to, you know, Christian hip hop mixing with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, now, mind you, if you if you want to listen to worldly music and you can you can handle that, uh, we do it because of the podcast. You know, Kurt sends me, yo, did you hear this? Check it out, because because we're trying to reach other people as well. Yeah, so yeah. we. We got to be able to give feedback on hip hop as a culture as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't like if Black Thought hollered at me today, as dope as Black Thought is, if he wanted me on his album, the only way I'm doing it is if he makes the song about me preaching the gospel to him, mm-hmm. and I'm rapping like that. <laughs> it would have to be. It would have to be real clear that that's what we're doing. Like yeah. we're not gonna rap a song about God and just, hey, God is cool and yeah, because yeah, like, mm-hmm. he, he believes in a God, you know what I'm saying? But it's not the same God yeah. unless he's a Christian. I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. I can't, uh, but he, I don't, I don't get that from him, mm-hmm. you know, at least not in his expression. So, so yeah, I think the, the church is, has done a, a hard, a tough, uh, a less than great job at mm-hmm. standing out, you know, at standing out. Um, and I say, the church meaning chh yeah and that's real that's real and uh should be able to say those things and call it for what it is i know over here on the west coast there's a 
there's a small movement of CHH who who do it for the purpose that was intended to be in the beginning, which is ministry purposes and and things like that. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to those guys because there's there's you probably don't know them, but there's there's dudes like like Risen, SOG Crew, uh, One of One, dudes over here on the West Coast that are not gonna sell out or make you know probably any money off of the albums, but they're doing it and they're going. Um, they go they do concerts at churches and they edify the people and they grow the people and then they kind of it's kind of almost like a their concert is almost like a church service except you know it's just them just you know uh getting a bunch of people and sharing the gospel and calling them to repentance at the end you know what i mean in that sense um and i'm edified when i see those kind of things like i know there's 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 a remnant out there that are still doing it for the sake of sharing christ and him crucified I was like, hey, Word. that's that's dope to see out here. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are there are people out there. I mean, we're out there. Yeah. You know, we love the Lord. We want to make music that glorifies Him and, and edifies the body. Um, there's definitely a, a remnant, as Shy would mm-hmm. say. You know, yeah. There's, we're definitely out there. Amen. So shout out to everybody who is, man. That's for, that's for real. That's for real. So bringing it now back to your album. Um, well, actually, the album that is to be released. Mm-hmm. The beat goes on. So um, as much as you're able to share, I mean, obviously you don't want to share too much about the album, but as far as just the beat goes on, why the beat goes on? Um, so the beat goes on is basically the concept is the Lord has planned out a time for everything and, and it all will come about. It all it all goes on, and we're like the flower. You know, we're we're here one day and we're fade the next, mm. and our place knows us no more. You know, but those in Christ, the beat goes on. You know, mm. we continue. Um, so the beat is when I look at a beat, the beat is kind of like a canvas. You know, I hear I hear a beat, and for for the beat maker. You know, the canvas would be whatever he uses to create the beat. So the MPC or Fruity Loose, whatever he would use. Um, but for me, the beat is handed to me as the canvas. I'm like, yes, here it is. And it has shape, colors, waves, and I can now create my words all over it, you know, and, and add myself to it, you know. So, and that is pretty much how I, I see life. Like the Lord has created the beat. You know, and he's and here we are now. We get to add to the beat. You know, we're and we're thrown in, and it just continues. It never stops. You know, because ultimately life is in his hands, and he's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. So in him, the beat just continues. Mm-hmm. It, it keeps on going. So the song, the album, is going to be expressing a lot of our current situation, a lot of stuff we've had to deal with. Um, living here as, as strangers in this land, you know, as aliens, because um, this is not our home. Uh, it's it's very much directed toward believers. You know, we we're here, we're dealing with all this, but the beat continues. Mm. You know, the life continues because we're we're in Christ. Uh, and now, creatively, it's all over the place. I mean, mm. you said you know. I have that boom bap sound, no doubt. I love boom bap. That's where my heart is. But I reached out on this joint. I definitely was trying new stuff. 
So, I mean, I, I think it's funny because as influenced in my, as I am about <clears throat> about my music through by other, you know, avenues, by other artists, I don't think this sounds like anything that anybody's really doing, even though it has some elements of some stuff, you know? So it almost hurts me to say this, but there's some trap elements in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, like, the first single that you released, Mascot, was, was a little trappy. Right. Yeah. It has some trap elements. Exactly. It's like, and I, and I cringe every time I say it and think about it. But, uh, but man, there was just, listen, I, I put, I was searching for beats and I picked the beats that I really liked. I was like, yo, these beats are tough. I'm a, yeah. and I, if I can rap to it, I'm rapping to it. Um, and I found myself writing and rapping and enjoying, um, beats that, you know, I always thought sounded good, but never thought I would actually rock to. And I was, and it was working. So, and I think I still maintained the boom bap sound lyrically, like for myself, uh, even with mask off, you know, it's still, it's still me, yeah. it's very much me. Um, even though I did do a little double time in the second verse and yeah. I never mm-hmm. do double time. But uh, I think that's the first double time I've ever done. You know, I thought it came out all right. Yeah, oh yeah. So, so that's that's pretty much how Mask Off is a good kind of introduction for how the album is going to sound sonically. Mm. You know, there it does it, it will start off heavy boom bap. I mean, and there is boom bap in the album all throughout. But it's very like I I said the other day on the cross examine. It's a it's a bipolar project. You know, it's all over the place. It's it's up and down. So, and then the, there's two stories in there. One of them deals with um, a very serious situation mm-hmm. um, that that happens in a young man's life as a kid, and it's three three songs long. And uh, that's about all the details I give on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other story is a young man who is in the streets hustling and he gets saved through the gospel presentation. That one's three songs long as well. And that one has a feature in it um, on the third song. So there, I, I wanted to incorporate dope elements of projects that everyone loves who loves hip hop. So storytelling is in there. Um, we, I have a song where I'm going back and forth with someone, the whole mm-hmm. song. You know, So you got that element going on. Um, you got uh, just straight rhymes on a couple songs. Um, I just the the last one that I just changed up and, and added something on. I'm gonna completely leave us a surprise, mm. but Latinos are gonna love it. Hey. So that's all I'm gonna say. Hey. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you like mentirosos, you're gonna love this yeah. one. <laughs> hey, I was down yeah. when when Kurt started doing that little Spanglish on the appendix. I was like, oh, right. yeah, all right, all right, I see you, I see you. <laughs> yeah, you're going you're gonna to love this joint. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm excited, man. I'm so excited about this project. I've, I've had a lot of fun putting it together. It came together rather quickly. Uh, it, take, it took a lot of different forms before I finally decided what I was going to do. Uh, I had a whole lot of different ideas. I want to eventually, two, two big paintings are going to come out of it. I got these two big canvases. Mm, behind nice. Me. Um, so I'm gonna I want to do two paintings that kind of capture the album mm-hmm. to, to help you know promote it and maybe even get them shown somewhere in, in the gallery. Nice. So 
So yeah, man, I, I'm I'm really excited, man. I'm, I'm kind of at a loss. Let me let me open up the album real quick just to see what else I can share about it. Um, so I did want to mention though. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, at the end, when 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 is the release date? Oh, so I'm pushing for the end of August. Mm. So I'm pushing for the end of this month. Are we in August right now? Yeah, August second. I believe. August second. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place. <laughs> So I'm pushing for the end of August If everything works out On the mixing and mastering As quick as I'd like it to uh, Then if not Definitely the beginning of September mm. So end of August though August 31st is what I'm pushing for So um, I just brought up Irons in the Fire Which is a dope project If y'all got y'all Oh yeah, yeah yeah Ooh man He yeah, um, um, Zayda Blacksmith He surprised me When he did that Spanish flow uh, one of the songs Yo, he was getting he does in. that all the time yeah yeah he does that all the time and because i wasn't expecting it on that track you know because it was like the i think the second or third verse and all of a sudden first time listening through it he just busted it in spanish i was like well, dang that's crazy the first time i heard him rap in spanish was on a video he was with timothy brindle he was with the um the cypher joint yeah the that. cypher one and he just went in yep. just all Spanish it's like whoa 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 hold up a sec <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, he's crazy. really good too yeah. man he's really good yeah he's dope he definitely got skills I, I, I like that I love that brother me and him get along really well yeah we gotta bring so him on Chris too man Jones, <laughs> yeah you do gotta bring Zay on he would he would enjoy with y'all for sure he's uh yeah he fit right in with y'all um Chris Jones did four of the beats. Two of the beats are gonna have uh, some something that's gonna stand out from two old songs that were really popular uh, back in the '60s and '70s. Uh, that's all I'll leave that mm. with. That's just mm. excitement. I did throw Toxic Masculinity um, in here. Did y'all hear Toxic yeah, Masculinity? Yeah, 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 yeah. It came out. Uh, so I threw yeah. it in there. I'm I'm just changing a little something with it uh, as far as the beats concerned, but. That song because it fit, it fit the narrative, mm-hmm. it fit the whole song. So, but yeah, I mean, be just what I would say to people is be ready because the weightiness of some of the stories, like it's really heavy. There's some heavy stuff mm-hmm. that's gonna take place in it. So you're gonna be emotionally on a roller coaster on this project, you know, because one of the songs I have a feature on that I'm going back and forth is going to have a funny element. It's going to be funny. It's going to be enjoyable in that regard. And then you're going to go to the story and it's going to really be weighty. It, mm. it was, it was, um, I, I had people praying for me while I was writing it. Mm. And it was pretty, it was pretty serious. So, so it's not, you know, it's not for the, it's not for the faint of heart. Yeah. Put it yeah. that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, but, uh, I, uh, Kurt, Kurt had that, had that little, little thing on there too about you know uh this the he, he was talking about how he had the dream about the neighbor and his oh uh, yeah, neighbor, yeah, man. yeah. I, i'm a burial i don't like to listen to that bro you know because it is yeah. weighty and it's heavy you know what i mean but it's even today how it's even coming up in in the conference conversation and culture today it's something that needs to be uh exposed you know especially going on with the yeah, with all the Epstein files yeah. and everything, uh, that's something that um, that church needs to be able to speak to. You know what I mean? Without having yeah. to be afraid 
of of the of the consequences of it because now they're trying to add the the p to the lgbtq xyz you know uh, they're trying to add right. that as an orientation now and that's a dangerous move and you know curry even predicted that you know that they're gonna start doing this and now it's coming to light so man it's like it's heavy it's yeah heavy we've been, i've been i've been saying it to my wife for years we've been in conversation about it um I have a background with it. I, you know, I, I was molested when I was about six years old. Mm. So I, I understand it well. I, I can, like, I've been able to, I remember one time one of my nephews, something was happening and, and I just had a feeling and I went upstairs and I, you know, I dealt with it. Mm. Um, Cause that, it's real. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's something that's been around for as, as long as man's been around. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so, and and we're inventors of evil. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the desires of the flesh sexually, uh, those are those are things that only by the grace of God are you not um, like a ravaging animal. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Because the Lord really keeps us and suppresses a lot of our desires and, and grants us self-control as believers because... Mm-hmm. Man, you know, our hearts are just as wicked. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so when when it comes to things like that, when it comes to homosexuality and the world has normalized mm-hmm. these things. They've made them seem normal by inundating us in TV and radio, wherever else, news, um, you know, legalizing things. And it's all based on the same argument that is being used for pedophilia. Yeah. It's, that's just the reality. Mm-hmm. So, you know, oh, it's, it's, they can't help it. That's where, my bad. They can't help it. That's where they're, that's just the way they're made. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then after, and then after a few, a year or so, like the same thing with homosexuality, it's not the way we're made. We just choose it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, remember that? Yeah. Like, they was pushing, yo, I was made this way. And we're like, all right, maybe you were because you were born in sin. Alright, maybe I'll say, okay, you, you were born sinful. Cool. But then they started arguing saying, nah, this is my choice. You you need to accept my choice. Yeah. Um and and pedophilia is gonna do the same thing, man. It's the same yeah. thing. Right now it's it's transgender stuff, you know, trans. I mean it, it it's it's all just gonna keep going until you see people sleeping with animals yeah. on the street. That's for real. Real rap, oh, man. real rap. Total depravity of man is real, and it's only by God's grace that not all of us are acting like that. You know what I mean? Amen. <laughs> and listen, the beat goes on. Hey, yeah. hey there you, know you go. Beat there you goes go. On. Honestly, I thought it was a reference to that old school song, and the beat goes on. Oh yeah, that's no, that's what I thought too. <laughs> Might have just pulled out a secret. Oh. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I'm not a prophet, but you know, sometimes. <laughs> Man, uh, I'm pretty sure all of us are excited for that for that album to come yeah. out. Can't wait to, to to hear it. But we want to know, other than this album, what, what's next for Shrek? What's next? I don't know, but I take it day by day, man. There you go, day by day. Yeah, whatever the Lord presents before me, I, I kind of weigh it, see if it's something I'm supposed to jump on, and if not, you know, I take a pass. I mean, it's just 
especially in this culture we're in right now, we keep coming back to it. But with this whole COVID thing, what you know, who knows what's next for anybody? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's for real. That's real rap. So I'm I'm looking to um, to continue serving my church, to continue loving my wife, and you know, loving my kids and, and my grandbabies, and you know, drawing my children to the Lord as much as possible. Um, and continue doing a cross-examine with Kurt as long as that lives, as long as we can continue, as long as the beat goes on. Go. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and continue networking and building with brothers, man. I, I think this is uh, this is one of those things that I think we should be doing more as the church, yeah. Yeah. networking. You know, networking, okay, building with one another because there's a lot more out, out there of us than we tend to think. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that we're... The, the road is narrow but there's a whole lot of people in this world yeah. yep. so even if even if we are a small margin of the existence of humanity that small margin still consists of a lot of people yeah, you know what I'm right. saying that, right. that, that we don't know you know mm-hmm. like that's just that's just real rap I mean we you love the word of God you read the word of God I love the word of God I read the word of God I desire the Lord mm-hmm. you're longing for him to return I'm longing for him to return. That's you right. look at everything in existence in light of who he is. I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that we don't have with him. We can't even say that about some of our blood relatives. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's some real so, stuff. So it's it's I should want to know you. You know what I mean? Hey, mm-hmm. we should want to know it. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna be with each other for eternity, exactly. brother. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. We're gonna that's be celebrating the Lord for eternity. There's no right. there's no end to that. The beat goes on. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's real stuff right there. That's real stuff. Um man, man that, that that's that's why we we do this podcast, man, you know. Wherever the Lord Amen. you know reaches, that's where, where it's gonna be. You know, I mean our, our our phrase right here is to glorify God through the edification of the saints. You know what I mean? That's what we do it for. Word. Grow the body Word. of Christ, give God glory. Um, cause that's that's what we're about, man. We love God, we love the church, we love people, man. You know? Yeah. Word. That's dope. Thank you. It's uh Man, this is dope to be able to get you on, uh, get Kurt on, um, and then we, we have another guest that, that we're going to get on, and um, even even just this whole, I mean, we're in our season two of our podcast, and um, this is a, a a new, not a new thing, but we're, we're trying to get more connections with other people, trying to bring on more Word. people to show that, hey, the, the body is diverse, and nonetheless, the body is still united, and that's mm-hmm. how we should be, we should be united together. Um, doesn't right. matter, yeah. you know, that we're in competing, uh, not even competing, that we're in different podcasts. Doesn't matter that, you know, we're from uh, West Coast. What's so, no, <laughs> You're over there on the East. <laughs> you're over there on the East Coast. Uh, nonetheless, we're still in the unified body, yeah. and, and it's dope. And if you baptize yeah. babies or not, it's still part of the body of Christ. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, man. It, you guys, I got any last words? No. Nah? So, where, where, where can people find you? Where can they find your music? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. Go ahead and plug yourself, bro. Yeah, right now the best thing is my website has all my albums. I mean, I got, I think I have four, four projects up on the website right now. Five. Mm-hmm. Um, so y'all mentioned the warm ups. You mentioned Windows and Mirrors. You mentioned uh, Supreme, but there's also uh, Soul Deep and Not The Norm. And they mm-hmm. were both dropped. So uh, Not The Norm was dropped in uh, 2008 and So Deep was dropped in 2011 mm-hmm. with, uh, nice. with a brother of mine chosen. 
so check those out the dope projects that's you know they're uh you can see the kind of the evolution of Strack and how I've grown as an artist um not the norm is is very personal to me because I was I, I went through a uh, uh anyway I'll just say this I went through some trauma some issues at that time um that inspired a lot of the music that's on that album mm. That was that was when I you know when I first was coming back to serving the Lord uh, during that three year period when Los was discipling me and then I finally dropped it in 08 there was some stuff that went on that was real heavy so so it's a good project man my theology wasn't as up to par you know um, so you might hear some things in there that might sound funny <laughs> to you uh, it's all good but, <laughs> but I love the Lord man I love the go, Lord and man. uh you know, I've grown. We're all grown, right? Yeah, We're yeah. Being sanctified. So, right. uh, so yeah. If enjoy those projects too, man. They're fun. I I, I put my heart out into them as well. So, amen. Yeah, the website is uh, hishypeman.com. That's all there. Everything that you need to know about me going on right now, you'll find on the website. Nice. So hishypeman.com is where to go. But you can find me on Facebook. My my government name given by my parents <laughs> Abner Abner Gonzalez, you know, uh, also Stracked on Instagram his hype man Abner's brush, and then Twitter his hype man underscore Stracked. So yeah, Amen. I'm out there, man. Wherever wherever people want to find me. Amen. And I, I would encourage the listeners to go ahead and purchase those albums too because it's definitely worth it. Um, I would I would say. It stands alone, you know what I mean? Um, apart from everything, it's going to be something different, you know what I mean? We're tired of listening to... You know? Who is that supposed to be? That's everybody, man. That's everybody today. I thought you were choking. Dang, I hope nobody, I hope just, nobody ever disguised my music like that. <laughs> but, that, that was a straight quote, man. That was a straight. I'm not even saying said it, but that's a quote right there. <laughs> but go again. If you want looking for something different, something to bump, something to bang, uh, go ahead and hit up, you know, Strack and go check out his music. Uh, where can you find it? iTunes, Google Play, yeah. or, or everywhere, or what? Oh, right. Yeah. So right now, I'm I'm in transition with. Um, with where I'm what I'm using so I just bounced over to uh, uh, I used to use TuneCore now I'm using the other one I can't remember what the name is but all that to say you can find not the norm I mean Windows and Mirrors on iTunes and Amazon and yeah. all of that and you can also find the warm up still on all that as well you're gonna have a hard time finding um, not the norm you're gonna have a hard time finding uh the other one I mentioned so deep because I haven't put them up yet on there but they're on Bandcamp so mm -hmm. everything everything is on Bandcamp and that's you know that's where most of the money most of the proceeds come back to the actual artist mm -hmm. so that's that's what I would recommend people do get it on Bandcamp or go on your computer and throw it on your iTunes I mean you could do that it's not yeah. it only takes a couple minutes to do it um, and you actually be helping me continue doing what I do Amen. But you can still I think you can still find Windows and Mirrors on Spotify as well And the warm-ups uh, But eventually it'll all be under His Hype Man Underscore, underscore Strack On all the streaming sites as well um, I'm, I'm not going to do it It's probably going to be a little bit before that happens Probably like around Christmas time But they will. everything will be up there eventually Amen, amen 
So I encourage listeners go ahead and, and check out his music, and definitely uh, worth it. Um, so I just appreciate you, brother man, coming in, taking the time, and just doing this little episode with us, man. And um, uh, I'm excited for the new album. Uh, I learned some new things about you, and it's dope. And I, I always like to 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 listen to interviews of the artists that I like because it gives it a, a deeper meaning to the music when you listen to them. Mm-hmm. And I definitely, and I hope that's what happened here today. That as you listen to this episode, you can then you check out his music. That you'll be able to appreciate it more and get a deeper understanding of who Strack is. Why he says the things that he does And just uh, the lyricism Can't get over the lyricism, man Because that's uh, 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 an art You know what I mean? That's 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 an art To be able to to put words together And to express a thought and an emotion That's not able to express Be able to express um, regular words When you put the similes and the metaphors in there It just gives a whole new meaning And a deep understanding To what the song is trying to say You yeah. know what I mean? So I definitely appreciate that So so hit us up, reformbrasa at gmail.com, uh, reformbrasa.com. Uh, we're working, it's a working progress to the website, but go ahead and hit us up on Instagram, uh, reformbrasa, um, Facebook, reformbrasa. And yeah, man, you guys got anything, any last words? Go ahead and leave a review for us, go. please, on that podcast. If you do that, man, I don't know how these people come up with these algorithms on how people find us, whatever, but all I know is that if you leave a review, it helps us out so that other people could get in contact with us. So please go ahead and do that. I know I know we have a, a good following, and I know that uh, the amount of reviews that we have do not match. Uh, <laughs> how is that so? <laughs> so go ahead, leave us a review, please. If you appreciate us, go ahead and do that for us, please. That's right. That's right. Yeah, go listen. To, go listen to Strack. Share this episode, and uh, appreciate all of you who are listening. Amen, amen. So this is Reform Raza. We do this to glorify God through the edification of the saints. And we'll catch you next week where we got another interview. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to go ahead and say yeah. it. Should I say it? We're going to have Josh Kreese, Joshua Kreese on here next week. Nice. He was the, the winner of the cross-examine uh, uh, I Rap For Real uh, challenge. Um, season two. Season two. Go ahead and check that out. Cross-examine. Yeah, we forgot about cross-examine, man. Where can they find cross-examine? <laughs> exactly that. Cross-examine. Well, cross-examine is everywhere you listen to podcasts, man. Everywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a fun podcast. We we have a blast. Kurt brings all kind of info. I chime in where I can, you know, when he lets me talk. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> nah, we, we, was get, we was getting it in on the last joint. Did y'all yeah. We were going back and forth. You know, my wife was mad in the kitchen. She's listening in the kitchen. She's like, what? What? Okay. <laughs> uh, I started laughing when Chris said, hey, man, uh, you know, something about lending lending him a dollar. And I don't know if Strax is going to lend me a dollar anymore. <laughs> yeah. I started laughing nah, about that. Yeah. I love that dude, man. I'm going to go. To, we're going to go down and visit him this, this uh, in nice. a couple of weeks here. We're going to go down and spend some time with him. So. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, ain't, ain't too much that dude. Duke could say it's gonna make me be mad at him and stay away from him. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's the brotherhood right there, man. So, I, yep. once again, gracias for doing this. This is Ruth from Raza. We do this to glorify God through the edification of the saints. And, a rato vatos. Peace. Peace. Later. Hey.
be saying real, recognize real. Mask off when I need it, tell them how I feel. Mask off, show the scars, let them see the pain. Mask off, no front. Mask off, through the flame. Mask off, dice game. Mask off, recognize real. Mask off when I need it, tell them how I feel. Mask off. Show the scars, let them see the pain Mask off, no front Mask off, through the flame Mask off, die is game Mask off, yeah they really wanna muzzle you Cause when you speak the word of God It breaks the picture into pieces like a puzzle do Scattered on the floor, shattered like a door Made of glass that you kick with a snare Till the bass drop, face flop Legs gone, lies never stand strong God's right, man's wrong Check with what you stand on If it's crooked then when you jump you gon' land wrong Take a look, it really matters what you land on Political, hypocritical, pitiful, divisible, lyrical, cynical Shaping your metaphysical, it's visible The residues making a mess of you Unethical practices they be using Turn you to a spectacle Unacceptable, put the plug on your receptacle No electrical needed, just read it Exegetical, believe it, this is medical The word do what he said it do Mask off, time to let him see the He's king instead real, of you real. Mask off when I need it, tell them how I feel Mask off Show the scars, let them see the pain Mask off No front Mask off Through the flame Mask off Dice game Mask off Recognize real Mask off When I need it, tell them how I feel Mask off Show the scars, let them see the pain Mask off No front Mask off Through the flame Mask off Dice game Mask off Yeah Believe it, it'll leave your face down prostrate The mice make those think that they could pass straight through But no, Peter Prophet's glow from cyanide I rely on him when the liar try Fire by night and the pillar when the light is bright He provides a wife with Ivan to another eye D-O-L, he no fail, bathed in the blood, I'ma see no hell Let another utter whatever let he want better Okay, I'm I'ma see no L, see no jail, need no bail Me so fail, did I pay away or read my day or when your faith is feeling Stay real, away, yo, eyes real Mask off, when I need it, tell him how I feel Mask off, show the scars, let him see the pain Mask off, no front Mask off, through the flame Mask off, die is game Mask off, eyes real Mask off when I need it, tell them how I feel Mask off Show the scars, let them see the pain Mask off No front Mask off Through the flame Mask off The dice game Mask off Nice real Mask off When I need it, tell them how I feel Mask off Show the scars, let them see the pain Mask off No front Mask off Through the flame Mask off The dice game Mask off Nice real Mask off when I need it, tell them how I feel Mask off Show the scars, let them see the pain Mask off No front Mask off Through the flame yeah. Mask off The dice game yeah. Mask yeah. off yeah. Take that mask yeah. off, man yeah. Yeah. It ain't that serious yeah. And it's more serious yeah. than you think Word up yeah. 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 Get that thing off your yeah. face, yeah. man yeah. Stop playing